Hey, Dan. Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you doing? So we came up with this idea last night. We were at Shake Shack, mm-hmm. and we were talking about Dominion, as you and mm-hmm. I as you and I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we said, uh, I, I think I said, uh, yeah, you did. We, we should be recording this right now, or, or something to that effect. Because You're like, I think you said, this is what a Dominion podcast would sound like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now here we are the next day. We're doing it. Sort of, a, it's a dry run. We'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, but we've got a we've got a little outline. We've got some ideas, and uh, you know maybe people will like it. And if they do, maybe we'll make more. And if they don't, well, we had fun doing it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 It was fun. Uh, so anyway, my name is Pat. Uh, I play Dominion. My name is Dan, and I also play Dominion. Huh. <laughs> I I play a little more uh, in real life, you know, uh, card card based. Right. IRL, as it's known. As it's known. Uh, and I, I definitely play more online um, but, than IRL. But we both, you know, we, we play a fair amount. We're not, we're not spectacular. No, I am far from spectacular. I, I'm, I, I guess I'm one of, I, I would consider myself a little bit above average as far as the yeah. people that I play against in real life. Right. Um, and then online, I feel like I'm a little bit better than that, but not much. Sure. And I would, I would put myself, I, I think you and I are probably about, you know, we're, we're even. Ish. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, if if we had some way of like, like uh, comparing our records against one another, I would say we're probably fifty fifty. If only, if only there were some online implementation of Dominion where you yeah. can have only. If there's only some like logging system. Yeah, if well. only, yeah. If only we had the technolo- technology. Mm. Uh, so anyway, we're recording this on Sunday, June second, two thousand thirteen. Uh, mm-hmm. And I only mention that because uh, Dominion Guilds previews are mm-hmm. starting tomorrow. So Dominion Guilds uh, is the final expansion for Dominion, and it's coming out shortly. So this mm. podcast is going to be immediately dated, starting yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, because typically, there's not ever going to be any news in Dominion because it's not like it's not like Magic: The Gathering, where there's just always you know tons of new cards coming out it's um, true so it, and and from what i understand uh given the history of dominion uh the 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 total number of cards like the game has been done for quite some time and it, it's just a matter of the folks uh releasing the card you know the folks at rear grand games releasing the cards um on the preset schedule and so on unfortunately for us super fans um this is the last and final release um of new cards but uh, there's still tons to talk about. I was thinking about this last night, actually. I was like, are we really going to do, like, what? what does a podcast even consist of? But then I'm thinking, yeah, there's, like, chess podcasts. And, there, you know, there hasn't been a new expansion for chess in some time. So I think it's fair to do a Dominion podcast. Yeah, I think so. I think what we're going to try and do is, is just kind of bring, a, you know, our personal takes on different aspects of, of the game. Um, we're going to focus on, you know, favorite cards. Uh, maybe some specific strategies with specific cards, and I think we're also going to take a look at um, individual games that we have played, sure. uh, and, th- and then also maybe talk about some theoretical, you know, games uh, where you know what would you do in this situation yeah. type of thing. Uh, and and if it, and if this show for whatever reason super takes off someday, there will be other you know like we'll get we'll get interviews with dominion luminaries and yes. things of that nature famous dominion people from from <laughs> which, the internet which there are, which there are there if, are if you're, su- if you're super into it like we are and just yeah. uh i mean real quick i don't think anyone is going to be listening to this who doesn't know what dominion is but dominion <laughs> is a deck building card game that came out in 2008 it was the spiel des Jahres that year the game of the year mm. uh and has since gone on to uh, great acclaim and many expansions 
and uh, you should play it. But it's fun. Again, if you're listening to this, you probably do. So I think that's enough to get started. Yep. Uh, intro complete. Intro complete. Let's do... So what, what, let's look at our little thing here. Oh, okay. So the first thing we were going to do is talk a, talk about a little a little game recap. Yeah. Um, so if you check out the show notes, uh, there will be a link to the log for this game in the show notes. Yes. Uh, but it's a game that Dan played a little while ago. And yep. uh, why, don't we, why don't we do a quick rundown of that? Yeah. All right. So uh, I... I have been, uh, I've been as, as I mentioned before, I've been playing Dominion Online for quite some time. Uh, I was an isotropic player, RIP. Um, and uh, I have been slowly but surely acclimating to the new Goko-based online Dominion game. And, uh, you know, it, it's growing on me. Uh, uh, the Dominion Log Viewer extension for Chrome and Firefox has really made a huge difference for me. If you guys are not familiar with that, uh, we'll include a link to that as well. I think it's, uh, especially if you're an isotropic uh, veteran, you will greatly appreciate what that uh, brings to the game. And one of the nice little perks of that extension is this really fantastic little log prettifier, as it's called, which pulls from Goko's log files and formats them in an extremely pretty useful um, fashion and that is what we are going to be using here so the link that you'll be getting is actually not it's 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 to go through the the log prettifier uh, so the game if uh, the, the 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 layout the kingdom if you will uh, from bottom to top from cheapest card to most expensive card uh, is as follows and I will also include uh, I made a quick version of this um, uh, deck or kingdom using the dominiondeck.com website so if you want to look at the cards while you're listening um, that'll be available as well uh, so the first card is the vineyard uh, from alchemy uh, followed by great hall uh, oracle cultist merchant ship courtyard you know what that's not the right order um. a second yeah, it's a, it's a weird cost order. Uh, it is so weird. All right, so real quick. It's Vineyard, yeah, wh- Vineyard, Courtyard, Great Hall, Oasis, Remake, Cultist, Mandarin, Merchant Ship, and Grand Market. Yeah. Uh, so immediately, th- whenever I see Vineyard, uh, I always wonder if it's going to turn into a Vineyard game, and the way I kind of determine that is by seeing if there's a lot of actions on the board. So anything that allows you to buy a lot of actions and play a lot of actions, and uh, there aren't a lot of plus actions on this board. Interesting. My my approach is different. When I, I, I also notice a Vineyard quite quickly, and the first thing I think about when I see a, a vineyard is if there are plus buys on the board because nothing sure nothing is more frustrating than having that potion in your hand with like <laughs> at seven bucks yeah exactly. yeah and it's like damn that I only have one of those potions and you know right, I'm only gonna right, get to, right. to use it every every shuffle once so and the I only to burn it plus, on, a, on a yeah and the only plus buy here is grand market correct yeah um, so I know you're the one who played this so I'm just gonna say real quick mm-hmm. I would open with Remake. I would probably open Remake Silver. That's what I would do. And I think that is exactly what happened. Uh, I opened Remake Silver, as did my opponent. Let's go. Uh, so looking at the log, yeah. So turn log. one. Um, we, we both opened four three, and I uh, 
I started with the remake and followed up with the silver, as did he. Actually, he went first. Um, should we just, uh, should we explain fourth? Uh, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe just real quick. When when so just a little Dominion jargon uh, heads up for you. So so opening is the term we use uh, for the initial purchases in the game. Uh, as I'm sure more experienced Dominion players know, uh, everybody starts off with the same hand. Ten cards uh, in their deck. Yep, seven coppers and three estates. But we shuffle those, so you don't really know which of those are going to come up first. Right, and you're going to draw five cards each turn. So more often than not, you're going to get three of your coppers and two of your estates, and then four of your coppers and one of your estates. You know, either in that you know in that order or the opposite order. And then exactly. occasionally, you're going to get uh, all. Uh, of your estates, all three of your estates and two coppers, and then your other hand will be five coppers. But both right. of you open four three here. Exactly. So yeah, we call those either three four four three and then two five. So, um, so you both open four three, and you yep. both opened remake silver. Look at that. Yeah. How about that? Uh, then um, my opponent goes straight for the cultist, which I think is a pretty reasonable, pretty reasonable approach. Yeah. Um, and he continues to build his. Uh, oops, there we go. Uh, he continues to build his his deck by adding uh, more cultists, <laughs> and uh, he actually jumps on a really cool um, move where he rebuilds one of his cultists into. Did I say rebuild? Uh, I meant, remake. I meant, I yep. meant remake. Yeah. Yep. He re he uses remake to trash one of his cultists, upgrading it effectively into a Grand Market. Which is a great move. I love Grand Market, and uh, another thing, whenever I see Grand Market on the board, sort of like how whenever I see vineyards on the board, I immediately figure out if I can make vineyards work. Whenever I see Grand Market on the board, I immediately think, how can I make Grand Market work? And that is right. a great way to make Grand Market work. Yeah. Um, it has I, it has a anti-copper clause, so it's tough to transition to a non-copper engine quickly and he just bypasses that entirely going with yeah. the cultist to grand market I like it. another and another nice little perk um about the cultist is when you do trash it you get three more cards in your hand which is also great it's kind of cool so yeah the re the remake cultist grand market approach uh i think is an extremely sound yeah. strategy and it's that is def definitely what he did <laughs> um i let's see here it's been a minute since i thought about this game so I'm just going to read through here. So I start using my remake to uh, get rid of the ruins that uh, that he's feeding me <laughs> with his with his uh, cultist. Right. Um, and then let's see here. Scrolling through, he is really laying it on with the with the cultists, <laughs> and you know get. And then at that point, he he actually has some enough money. He's got a bunch of silvers, so he's getting more and more grand markets. And it, and it's pretty clear that you know more than halfway through the game, I'm I'm getting you are my butt kicked. You are drowning <laughs> in ruins. Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm like you know I'm well, looking here, you know by turn eighteen, you know by turn sixteen, I have three abandoned mines, a ruined market, and two survivors. Right. I I did eventually get onto the the cultist yeah. game as well, but he was he you know he beat me to it by a good three turns, yeah. and was definitely leading. The one thing that I think um, he didn't get into was buying victory cards uh, soon enough. And so I, let me see here, going back here, I considered the vineyard angle pretty much as soon as I got that grand market. 
So as soon as I had that plus buy, sure, I I decided it would it would be a good idea. It occurred to me like, wait a second, I have all these these actions in my hand, you know, because almost all of the yeah all of the ruins are effectively actions. Yeah. Um. So that's a, that's four actions w- more than than normal. Um. So I figured, you know, if I can get one or two vineyards, uh, vineyards, as we know, is worth one victory point for every three actions. And, you know, I had a handful of actions already. So if I, I figured if I could get at least nine actions, um, that would be, and, you know, and then one vineyard, right. that, that would be Boom. worth, yeah, at least a duchy. And if I could get 18, right, <laughs> 18 actions, right, um, then I could I could actually turn that vineyard into... A province, yeah, which is great, yeah. And considering the fact that there are ten ruins on, in there, and, and you took the brunt of them, and I have most of them, <laughs> I was already way ahead of that. So that that was my my mid game, yeah. saving. Which saving. when you sent me this log, as I was reading, it was like, oh, I see. And I don't know if you intended for it to work out like that, but I was no, like, no. oh, that was a happy accident. <laughs> that was like an oh no, I'm screwed. What can I do? How, oh, how can I turn these? This might work. Lemon, <laughs> how these lemons into victory points. Exactly. So, so fortunately for me, uh, he kept um, buying. I'm trying to remember how the game ended. I think it ended on piles, right? Yeah, it looked like it three piled on grand markets, ruins, and cultists. Co- I think. Oh yeah, yeah. So de- I, yeah, we definitely killed the grand market pile and the ruins pile. Um, and that was another thing I, I saw sort of I, I sort of saw coming was I, I had a feeling this was not going to be a high scoring game as far as victory points was concerned so I was focusing once once I committed to the vineyard thing I, I, I was focusing on trying to end it on piles yeah. and so fortunately for me the last I, I, I was able to squeak out one more additional I think I actually bought um, what did I do at the end here to, to get that one 18th to get that 18th action in the last turn um I mean, you bought a courtyard. I bought a courtyard. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Uh, you know, the cheapest action on the board. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'll and, take uh, it. Yeah, and uh, and the game ended, and I wound up winning because I had we both had a duchy. He had a great hall, but I had the vineyard, which at that point was, was worth six. Yeah. Um, and so I won nine to four. <laughs> high, high scoring, high stakes. I, d- I do love those low scoring games. I hate them. I mean, oh, really? I, well, no, I, I do like them, but I love a low-scoring game. Yeah, uh, and he ended the game uh, against his uh, better. You know, he he ended the game and lost. Yeah, yeah, which is never a good feeling. No, I hate doing that. Yeah. Unless I mean, sometimes I will do that just because I'm like, oh my god, this is awful. I'm just going to end this. I know I have no chance of winning. But right. I, I have a feeling he didn't see that the vineyard coming. Like I have a feeling he was expecting to end it and win. Yeah. No, I mean he. Uh, just looking at the log here, his, his he had seven of the ten grand markets and lost, and that's that's not Oof. that's a bummer. Yeah, that's that is a, a that's rough. Yeah, well, and, and really up up until turn fourteen, fifteen ish, he was in a commanding lead. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I got that vineyard in my in my deck that uh, the tables turned. Indeed. Well, good so, on you. What's that? Good on you. Yeah, what? yeah, that was that was cool. This was uh, a fun one. At least I thought it was a. It wasn't a particularly fun game to play because it was a little stressful. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, it was, uh, but, it was but I thought it was a fun little, a fun little twist, and I, yeah. uh, I, li- I thought I'd share it with Pat and you guys um, just to see what, uh, see what you thought. Yeah. 
I like it. So yeah, we'll, we'll post links to this log so you can see it uh, in, uh, in person and as well as a visual uh, stack of the, of the cards using the DominionDeck.com deck builder site as well. Very good. Yes. Uh, so, moving on, mm -hmm. uh, we've got a couple cards that we would, uh, thought we would highlight. So basically, uh, our thinking is that this podcast is targeted towards people like us, but maybe people are a little less familiar with Dominion, but we also don't want to bore the people who are super familiar with Dominion. Uh, so we thought we would highlight two cards. We would highlight a base set card, uh, which, you know, the base set tends to be less complicated and, uh, a more complicated card. Mm -hmm. uh, so why don't we do that now? I, I've prepared a card. We're, we're going to do this Siskel and Ebert style mm -hmm. where one of us reviews a card and after the review, uh, the other, you know, we have a little discussion and then the other guy talks about it. So I've chosen remodel, mm. uh, as my card. Uh, because I love remodel and it's a base set card and it's sort of simple but not you know it's it's not it's not like a smithy uh, but you know there's a little bit of complexity there so just to go over remodel uh, as a card I will read the text to you which I don't have up right now but uh, <laughs> here we go all right so remodel costs four it's an action and it says trash a card from your hand gain a card costing up to two more than the trashed card uh, so when I, f I, re I remember, you know, in 2010 or nine or whenever I started playing Dominion, I looked at this card because this is one of the cards in the base or in the, you know, first game recommended set of 10 cards. And I just did not understand it. I mean, I understood it. Like I understood what it did, but I was just like, why would you trash one of your cards? And that's like one of the, I'd say of the like, you know, founding principles of Dominion, like actions and buys and, uh, you know, plus virtual coins and money and things, uh, and trashing. Trashing is the most difficult thing to wrap your head around. Because Indeed. You're I would agree. You're told, oh, uh, the object of the game is to buy cards, and the person who has the best cards at the end wins. So that just runs completely counterintuitive to trash these cards that you bought. Uh, but then kind of once I wrapped my head around it, I was like, oh, my God, Remodel is an amazing card. Mm, extremely. Um so basically, uh, unlike a lot of other trashers, uh, which I think are only good early in the game, uh, and by trasher I mean any card that can trash other cards, uh, like like a chapel. Like if you don't get a chapel on turn one or two, there's I mean there's not too much of a point in getting a chapel because you just want to get it early, trash your starting hand to to create a, a super thin deck that you can cycle through quickly and get a lot of good cards. Remodel on the other hand. I think it works good early. I think it works even better late, but it's pretty useful throughout the course of the game. Uh, so early on, you can turn your estates uh, into other, uh, well, other remodels, uh, or just into silvers, or if there's other good fours or threes on the board, you can turn it into that. Uh, and then later on the game, you can turn your, well, you could even turn your remodels into other, like, the, the nice thing about remodel is that if it collides with another remodel, yeah, just remodel the remodel and turn it into a gold or something else. Uh, but then super late in the game, when you're probably not going to see your cards again, uh, you can turn your golds into provinces, which when the first time I did that, I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> and it's very rewarding when I'm teaching people Dominion uh, to see them you know, figure that out on their own and see that, mm. that light flip in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, Da, 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 da. Oh, uh, one of my other notes about it is that if you're on a board without a plus one buy card, um, 
remodel is actually super handy because uh, it allows you to effectively have another buy. I mean, you have to sacrifice one of your existing cards, but it allows you to get two cards uh, on a turn when you typically would have only gotten one. Agreed. Um, uh, so just to finish things out, I've, I've done a uh, DominionStrategy.com style works well with and does not work well with list. So on DominionStrategy.com, which, hey, props to Dominion Strategy. Big ups. Uh, big ups. Uh, they, whenever they're reviewing a card, they tell you what it uh, works well with and what it sort of conflicts with. So what I've got works well with, uh, I've got uh, itself, <laughs> obviously. It works well with other trashers. Um, like, if Chapel's on the board, uh, you can buy a Chapel and a Remodel because you could Chapel away all your crap, and then once Chapel has outlived its usefulness, you can use Remodel to turn it into something useful. Like a Remodel. Like a Remodel. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I think that goes for pretty much any other track. You know, remake uh, would be a similar thing where, like, after remake's gotten rid of your coppers or whatever, you can just uh, remodel the remake into something else. Uh, it works well with hand size increasers. So uh, anytime, you know, a, a, a laboratory or anything else that increases the size of your hand, basically the more choices you have for remodel, the better off you're going to be. Uh, I also listed that it works well with shelters. They have that awkward one cost uh, for a cost. Uh, mm. So you can turn your shelters into silvers or other threes. Uh, I really like it with market square uh, as if you've got a market square in your hand, anytime you trash a card, you can gain a gold, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, it works well with golds and platinums. Uh, turn, you know, turn your golds into provinces, as I said before, and your platinums into colonies. Uh, and then it also works well with all those weird cards uh, that have uh, weird uh, clauses in their trashing. And I'm speaking specifically of rats here, uh, fortress. Uh, actually, I, I would include peddler in here as well. Sure. Uh, so rats is great because you can turn rats into golds. Fortress is great because you can trash the fortress, but it doesn't go anywhere. It comes back to your hand. Actually, it goes. Yeah, it stays right back in your hand. And you yeah. can play it again. Uh, and then Peddler's great uh, just because you probably bought the Peddler on the cheap and you can then remodel the Peddler into something worth way more than you bought it for. Buy low, sell high. Indeed. Uh, it, remodel does not work well with, um, I said action sparse boards. So what that means is just anything where you, like any any turn where remodel's the only action you're playing on your turn, eh, it's okay. Like I love remodel, it's great. But it's not that great. So <laughs> if your turn consists solely of playing a remodel, remodeling a card, and then buying something with the three cards you have left in your hand, that's mm -hmm. not a great turn. So if you mm -hmm. can play some other things and then finish off your turn with a remodel, then you're you're in better shape. And then I also said that it does not work well with hand size attacks. Um, so if you got militia on your turn and you're playing a turn with only three cards in your hand and one of those is a remodel, that's mm -hmm. a crappy turn because you're yeah. remodeling, you're playing remodel, you're remodeling one of your two remaining cards and you're buying something with your lat like that is a terrible yeah, turn. Yeah. It's not the odds are not in your favor, not so much. No. Um you are not as big of a remodel fan as I am, are you? I you know, I have definitely um come to love it over the over the years, I I suppose. I uh I have been it's funny. So since since my uh s since playing uh Dominion Online with the the Goko game uh, I've been playing a lot more base set games. Oh, um, sure. Uh, and so... 
and should we just summarize Goku real quick? Basically, it's the official implementation of Dominion, which anyone is free to play, but if you're playing it for free, you're only playing with a base set of cards. That's well. Let, let, let's let me further clarify. Sure. Um, there are two halves to that uh, to, to the gameplay. When, when you you can definitely play for free. It doesn't cost you a dime to create an account, sign in, and start playing. Um, and anybody can play. You can host a game and invite people to play with you. And to your heart's content, the only catch is that when you're hosting a game, the only cards that are available to you are the base set game. Right. Uh, however. Uh, if you purchase online uh, the expansions, uh, you can then host games using all of those cards. And the interesting twist on that is you can host uh, a game with all of the cards and still play with other people who did not, did not necessarily buy all the cards. Sort of like in real life. You know, so it's like I have all the extension, expansion packs in real life and I can bring them over to your house and you, you might only have the base set, but because I have them all, we can, right. we can all play them. Yeah. Good. So... Yeah. Yeah, so so what'll happen is, uh, you know, uh, what, this this is a discussion for a, a different podcast, but I'll summarize it very quickly. <laughs> the, the, the ultimate, uh, so uh, my, my ultimate point here is that I've just been playing a lot of base set games um, recently, and I have definitely come to uh, love and appreciate remodel a lot more yep. than I used to. <laughs> it's it's one of what did we say three trashers in the base set: chapel, mine, and remodel. Like I, I guess. Well, and remake is is remake in there? Or is that in prosperity? That is in the hinterlands. I think hinterlands. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, uh, yeah. Th- there's only there's one other critical detail that I think uh, I'd like to highlight about uh, remodel, uh, unlike some of these other trashers, and that is that. Uh, it doesn't have a stipulation on the cost of the card that you're gaining. Uh, a lot of some, you know, some cards um, that offer a similar function are limit you. For example, upgrade or remake. Right. It has the, to be plus. It has to be exactly one coin sure. more than the cost of your card. So what's yeah. really cool about remodel is I can take a card that costs six and I can buy a card that costs two with right. that if, yeah. if, if I need it right. um, which can be extremely useful yeah yeah agree uh, in fact some people what some people will do is they'll even remodel a province into, into a, a province, province. Yeah, just yeah. to end the just game just to quickly. run out of the clock yeah 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 yeah, so, yeah no it's, it's as far as treasures go it is you know it's pretty personal which is it's great a, yeah it's, it's a good it's a really good card yeah uh, so there's your remodel uh, rundown for the day Indeed. Uh, Dan, you have a, a slightly more challenging card. Yeah. Well, I figured, why don't we why don't we take it to the other end of the extreme? And I picked out one of my favorite cards from the most recently, <laughs> soon to, well, soon to not be most recently released uh, expansion, the Dark Ages expansion. I like it. Uh, and uh, the card I decided to look at was Forager. Uh, Forager is an action. It, it is worth three coins. And uh, it is a plus action, plus plus one action, plus one buy, and the text of the card reads as follows. Trash a card from your hand, plus one coin per differently named treasure in the trash. Um, and that is where things get kind of interesting. Um, I will almost always hop on a Forager, you know, in my first initial buy. Uh, I don't think I've ever done Forager Forager, because I guess you could in a 3-4 game. But I will always buy at least at least one of them to start. Um, it, you know, like like Pat was saying, how uh, it's super handy to to get rid of coppers and estates early on in the game to thin out your deck. This is a really great way to do it. Uh, there's an additional perk, however, in that the more 
differently named trash cards there are in the trash, the more valuable it becomes. So the forger can actually start becoming a, a you know a, a source of economy, if you will, um, if you decide to play it like that. And the fact that it's also a repeating card and that it's it's a plus action and it's a plus buy can be really useful. Uh, one such scenario could be, in theory, if you wanted to say, let's say you bought two or three foragers and you started, you, you got rid of all your estates and you got rid of all your coppers uh, and then you bought a silver or two and then because, and here's another interesting little twist on the card that uh, I remember wondering about the first time I played it. So when you say, when it says trash a card from your hand and that the, the value uh, is one more coin per differently named treasure in the trash. So if I have in my hand uh, a silver and a copper and I forager, use the forager to trash that silver, that, that forager becomes worth two coins immediately. So I don't have to wait another turn for that, that investment to, uh, to come through, if that makes any sense. Um, so that can be really useful. So once, once I've upgraded the value of the forager with, with, by putting a silver in there, um, I, and then I can use, so if I have two or three foragers, I've got extra buys. So I can essentially fill up my deck with foragers and coppers because I can use those extra buys, you know, after I've spent all my money just to buy a free copper at the end with the express purpose of trashing it. So one, one potential si super simple scenario, you know, not even considering any of the other cards on the table, would be to purchase a handful of foragers and then basically just keep trashing your treasure uh, even even going so far as to buying a gold to trash that, and if you have say four foragers in your in your deck, and then a bunch of silvers, uh, and and you keep buying a copper to trash it every every now and then, you can affect you know between the plus buys and the plus actions, you can you can pr put together a pretty powerful little system you know really quickly just strictly just based on foragers. Uh, obviously, that's that's a an extreme situation. I don't think anyone's ever. I've never done that, but, uh, but theoretically, nor have I. <laughs> yeah, but in theory, that that could work. Um, so, other things to consider. Uh, so, so that's that's the basic, my basic, you know, no no special cards um, rundown of the forger. Now, once we start introducing some other cards from other um, other expansions, things can get even more interesting. Um, there are a handful. I think we we counted fourteen last night in our conversation uh, of alternate treasure cards, which all will effectively uh, affect the value of the forager. Um, let's start off with the two or three most likely to end up in the trash cards, uh, as far as treasures are concerned, uh, and that would be uh, fool's gold. You, sure. you know, fool's golds get trashed when people buy provinces to upgrade to get upgraded into golds. Um, Loans, which are also reasonably inexpensive at three, um, once you, I, I, once I've used the loan to to thin out most of my copper, uh, I will often get rid of it if I can. Um, and then the other one that will also very frequently end up in the trash, especially towards the end of the game, uh, is the Horn of Plenty card, which gets thrown away when you use it to acquire a victory card. Um, uh, other cards that I've seen make appearances, uh, especially in Dark Ages games, are the spoils, which technically don't cost anything. So if you have, if you're playing in a game where there are one or two other cards that will give you spoils, like bandit camps or, or marauders, and you feel like you can afford to, to, you know, to trash one, you can instantly upgrade the value of the forger by throwing one of those away, which is kind of cool. Um, other lower value cards that are, that, you know, that you can part with 
after the after you've built built a pretty decent deck uh, include talismans and quarries, which both cost about four, I think, right? Those are four each. Uh, correct. Uh, and once you know, once you've like you, so theoretically you could use. Uh, and those actually, just as an aside, those two cards team up really well together. You know, you use use the quarry to, to knock the price down, and then you can use a talisman to get two of whatever the totally. the card that you're buying it could be really cool. You can you could get a whole bunch of foragers with that. Um, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> so once once um once you've gotten rid of those, that can also increase. I I feel like I've played at least one or two games where the cost of the the, the forager benefit got up to five, maybe even six coins, um, making it an extremely powerful card. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of it, and I think I think that covers most of the the strategy um, along Pat's line of works well with um, I guess uh, you know other cards that that will lead to treasures ending up in the trash like uh, pirate ships for example because um, you know that that sure. aims directly at trashing treasures. Um, uh, and I guess, yeah, I, well, you know, and any other, uh, you know, other card like Sabot- Saboteur or Knights or Rogue, you know, cards that people will play that will target, you know, your, your silvers and your golds, putting them in the trash as well. Um, and then, uh, cards that don't work so well with it are basically other better trashing cards. Like, like if there's a chapel and a forager, I would say you're going to want to go either or. I would probably lean towards Forager in that choice personally, but I can see why you might want to go with a Chapel because it's a, it's a pretty great card. Um, and uh, yeah, any thoughts? Uh, I think the only thing I would add is, um, I mean, you you spoke a lot about uh, attack cards that wind up with treasure in the trash. I would even go with attack cards that give curses, just because that oh, gives sure. that gives your uh, Forager something to forage. Absolutely. So turn those cu- turn those cursors into money. Absolutely, and, and the same would go for looters too. So when you're playing in a game where you're going to get some some ruins, you're going to get um, ruined. Yeah. Giving your forager food, so to speak, forager <laughs> fodder, something on which to forage. Yes, uh, that makes it that much more powerful. Um, I like so it. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's my take. Very good. Excellent. So why don't we wrap things up with? Um, what we'll what we'll call I don't know what, how what do we what kind of call this we'll call what would what would you do situation sure yeah <laughs> uh, so so before so the show Dan created a random game on DominionDeck.com mm-hmm. uh, that neither of us have looked at mm-hmm. uh, and we are just going to uh, maybe say what our strategy would be on a particular board you know say what our opening buys are and kind of where we were going with that and uh, and we encourage you to do the same yeah so should we run down the deck. Yeah, uh, or not look. the deck, the 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 kingdom as the, it were. The kingdom. Let's yeah. take a look at it. So the the cards from cheapest to most expensive. Do you, are do, do you want me to do this? I'll do it. You got it. I got it. I okay. see what they did there. It's yeah. it's weird. It's, it's a not. Little, it's a little weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, starting off with Duchess, uh, embargo, remodel, throne room, hunting party, mint, mountebank, torturer, tribute, and horde. Interesting. Indeed. Wow, this sucks. It really does. Make uh, you think. I mean, there's no <laughs> there's no threes, and there's a lot of fives and one six. So it's a, it's a it's a pricey board. Yeah. Uh, there are five fives, one six, two fours, and two twos. So you're hoping for a five two here, even though you're probably not going to get it. Yeah. Well, what I'm looking at here are also 
there are no plus buys, which kind of sucks. And the only way that you can get more actions, well, there's a couple ways. You, you got tribute, which is always, I actually kind of have a love hate relationship with tribute. Sure. Um, and then you could always throne room a hunting party to stack up an action in right. there. Um, which might be a useful strategy, but but I guess wh what our what our plan here was to basically decide what our opening buys would be. Yeah. So what do we? How do we gonna? What do we assume it? We're gonna we assume it's a three four, or we're we gonna do well, two different? Well, we could do both. I actually like I really like five two on this board, and I yeah. think I think you can probably see why. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, I would go mint, uh, and probably embargo. Really? Uh, yeah, because look at that. If you get five two, you can. Uh, buy mint get rid of five of your uh, coppers, coppers. Yeah. and then pick up an embargo and kind of yeah. bootstrap your way uh, back into a decent economy and then just start minting the silvers and minting the golds and hordes that you pick up it's like a ballsy move but it's like I don't know maybe this is why I'm not great at Dominion I, <laughs> I, I like I Interesting. like I like playing crazy strategies like that Interesting. So, so I would probably lean the other way and I would probably open in a 5-2 yeah. with tribute embargo. Okay. Um, the reason being uh, early on in the game obviously I'm not going to be getting any actions sure. at a tribute but I will be getting extra money cards and, and extra money. cards because yeah. yeah. you've got estates and, co uh, and, and coins in your hand. Right. Um, and then what's your take on embargo man? I, I have a sort of love-hate relationship with embargo. I it just leads to such indecision because like it's such a a, a crapshoot like unless you know exactly what your opponent is going to do or opponents uh it's just like well we're gonna throw this down and see what happens um <laughs> yeah uh just for those of you playing at home who don't know embargo basically you can put a token on a supply pile and it basically gives the person who buys a card from that pile a curse so if you know what when, your opponent's going to do you can kind of screw it yeah, when they you, buy it you can kind of screw up their strategy, but if you don't know what they're going to do, it's like, well, we'll just do this, whatever. Um, I have definitely uh, embargoed curses just for funsies before. Yeah, I've done that. I think my go-to as a rule is to embargo embargoes. Sure. I almost always just take them know, out, take them out just, of the equation. Just make it that much less appealing. Um, well, however, we, yeah, other things to consider on this deck on this on this table here are the fact that there are no trashers. Oh, I take it back, except D for that remodel. Dude, my boy, re <laughs> my boy remodels all over this. Right there. So yeah. so yeah, so the fact that there's a remodel, the fact that there's a when I when I see cursors on the board, the very next thing I'm looking for are trashers. Yeah. And if there's a cursor and a trasher, I almost don't I will no, you know, I don't care about the curses anymore. As yeah. long as I can get my hands on a on a trasher or two. So the fact that there are three cursors on this board, uh mountebank, torturer and embargo. I know. It, in a two-player game, that's no big deal. You know, whatever. I can I can burn through. If you even if you give me all ten curses, um, the odds are with two remodels, uh, I can probably yeah. I can probably handle that, especially with the throne room. You know. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, what would you open uh, three four on this board with? Three four would probably be silver remodel. Yeah, I think I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Turn your silver into. Five Zs, or just turn your estates into more silvers. Yeah, I would, I would do that. I would start doing silvers. To, uh, sorry, estates to silvers, and then and then moving forward. And it, yeah, obviously, it would depend on what my opponent was doing. Um, I would probably lean towards hunting parties and tributes with the hopes of getting bigger draws. 
Sure. Um, ver- and those, you know, that, that's that's a that's a personal taste thing. Some people like to play offensively and try to actively slow their opponents down, whereas other people try to play, you know, aggressively and they'll try to just, you know, ignore their opponents and build their deck up as as powerfully as possible and just and just go for the money, you know, right. as quickly as possible. So I, I guess. I, when left to my own devices, I will I will tend towards the latter. I will tend towards just you know building a cool deck for myself. But if somebody's starting to mess with me, I will definitely tangle with them and mess with them back. <laughs> and how does the game end? Does it end on provinces or three piles? Ooh, well, it's reasonable to assume that curses will go away. Uh, as a, as far as piles are concerned, right? A hunting party is a popular. I card. could yeah, I could see hunting pile going down. Um, but, but that's about it. But that's um, yeah, agreed. I don't. I don't think any. I mean, maybe throne rooms. If, if people were yeah, nuts with that. Maybe. But no, I, I would say this is probably going to be uh, victory. You know, I, th- I think it goes out with provinces, and I think yeah. with horde on deck, yeah, it, it actually moves along at a pretty decent clip as well. Right, and that'll also int- that'll make it a little bit less obvious because people will be more inclined to purchase duchies and estates with that horde to get more money. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's I like our, it. I guess that's our quick and dirty analysis yeah. of this game that we've never played before. Yeah, I like it. Excellent. Cool, man. Sweet. Well, there you go. So there, that's that's our our, our pilot episode. Right. Episode of, zero. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did we just did we did we decide on a name for uh, this? Well, let's 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 leave it to the let's leave it to the masses. Maybe someone else will come up with something. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> for now, we'll just call this the unofficial. Dominion podcast. I like the in no way official Dominion podcast. <laughs> in no way official. Because the official makes it sound like there's only one unofficial podcast. Correct. Whereas okay. the in no way official Dominion podcast is that also bit. makes it sound like there's only one in no way. Uh, anyway. <coughs> it's, well, it's a little bit ambi- sure. more ambiguous. Yeah, maybe. All right. Indeed. Cool, well, thank man. you. Thank you for uh, podcasting in. Yeah. I think, yeah, this was fun. And uh, we look forward to your feedback if you're even listening at this point <laughs> indeed until um, next time question mark yes uh rejoice in your shared victory that'll, yes that'll there be we our, go. that's our sign off bang <laughs> rejoice in your shared victory i like it bye right. bye take it easy <laughs>